Parshas Pekude. In this week's Parsha, we have Betzalel putting together the Mishkan, and everything that he did was Whatever Hashem said, that's what they did. Whatever Betzalel was doing, he was doing it because Hashem said. And as a Murray Digger, Murray Digger, the base of Levi says, Betzalel was. A smart person. You know how I know that Batal was a smart person? Because Hashem said so. Hashem filled Batal with Chachma, with, with, with all his brilliant, he was a 13 year old kid, mastermind of the Mishkan, of the, of the a spiritual architect, spiritual physical architect. And yet, None of that had anything to do with what Betzal was doing. He didn't add his own chachm, his own das, his own ideas and concepts. Like, you know what would be cool here? You know why he did every single step, every square inch, every design? It's for one reason, one reason only. Because Hashem said so. This is exactly why the Mishkan is the counterbalance, the kapara for the Egel Hazov. That's the the, the chet was perpetuated, was created, was powered by Klai Yisrael's own ideas. You know what? We want a connection with Hashem. They weren't bad people. They weren't trying to do anything bad. And like you know, let's do Avodah Zara. No, it wasn't, wasn't an Avodah Zara rally. It was let's get close to Hashem, but we don't have Moshe Rabbeinu. Ah, I have a kunz. I have a kunz. Is this what Hashem wants? I, I have a kunz. How to get closer to Hashem? And uh, that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem tells us what He wants. For not sure, we're the Rav, and the Rav tells us what Hashem wants. The Klai Yisrael came up with their own idea. They didn't ask Aaron, "What does the Rebbeinu Shalom want from us now? How are we supposed to get close to Hashem without Moshe Rabbeinu?" They told Aaron what they're doing. They said, "We're going to make an eagle. This is our this is our chokma. This is this is our idea." Comes along the Mishkan to be mechaper for that avera. We're doing what Hashem wants. And if I come up with the same idea, even if Betzalo could have come up with the same design for the Mizbeach, that's not why he would have been building the Mizbeach that way. It was simply because... Pashtus. It's Pashtus. This is what Hashem wants. This is what I do. That's exactly hafuch of the Egelazah. And sometimes we have to train ourselves. It's not an easy thing. To be able to do things... Hashem Shemayim, what does Hashem want me to do here? Rev. Moshe Chagiz brings down a story that took place. It's a famous Mashiach. If you've been to Tzvah and been on any tour, you've heard this story. It's Moedig. There was a time of the Ariza in the 1500s, and there was a Pasha de Pasha de Yid from Portugal, a Portuguese Yid, who was living in Tzvah at the time. And he heard a shear from the rub one Shabbos, Parshas Pikudei, but the lack of marvelous, marvelous breads. There was like a tefach thick Svardi matzahs, and you know, it, it is a miracle that those things stayed fresh for, for for half an hour outside of the oven, outside the freezer. But week to week, they were warm, toasty, mushy, fresh, delicious, smelling. They would show Klai Yisrael when they came to buy the regal. They would move the shulchan and show them. Take a look. Hey, loves you. He's a nice galoy, and he's hearing about this lechem upon him. And the rav was saying how oh, it's such a halal. It's a halal. It's, it's it's heartbreaking to think that we have that this nachas ruach that we're able to bring to the baruch when the base of was around. We no longer have that nachas ruach, and he was he, it was a tefillah for Mashiach. This poshut he had walked out of shul saying, "My wife bakes good bread. 
I can bring lechem haponim. I'm not sure why this is so complicated. And he comes home and he says, Chanchi! I want you to make lechem haponim. He says, what a lechem haponim? It says, it's two chalas. Make two chalas. You know, lechem mishnah. That's enough for Kavit Shabbos. And uh, I'll give it to Hashem. Pashviyid. Where's Hashem? He goes into Shul. It's the holiest place in Shul. Goes to Arna Kodesh. She takes these two delightful chalas. The Kavit Shabbos Kodesh for the lechem haponim. And he puts it Arab Shabbos into the Arna Kodesh. The guy walked off way on the high. I just brought the lechem upon him that, that, that the Rav is desperate to be bringing. The, I, I am the Nachas Rachel, the Rabbi Nishleil. And that beautiful Pashas, he came back the next morning before the urn. Okay, this was open for uh, laning. And he took a peek inside and the chalas were gone. His carbon was accepted. Ooh, the Simcha! Oh, the Simcha! Serhanshi, our carbon wasn't accepted. Can you believe this? I'm the one and only person on this world still bringing the lechem upon me. Can you imagine this? Turns out the Gabai was cleaning up the shul, he was setting up the tables and chairs before Shabbos. And he noticed that the urn was open, a little crack. He went to pick inside, see what was going to, you know, what should be locked. And he sees some pachala in there. They're fresh, they look delicious. Said I could do some chalas l'kavit Shabbos, and every single week this Pashti yid, this Portuguese yid, would come and bring his two chalas, put them in there, dive into the rabbi and tell him thank you for the schus of being able to, to be the the, the 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 perpetuator of the lechem upon him, the hey, the lechem upon him. And every single week the gabbai would come in and he'd find his chalas there, and he would either bring it home l'kavit Shabbos or he would find someone in the community who needed some chalas. This went on for months and months, and then one day, one era of Shabbos, the Pashidiyad comes in with his lechem aponim, and he puts it down in the Arna Kodesh, but this time something was different. This time the Rav was sitting in the corner of the shul. He was sitting there quietly preparing his drusha. And he saw the Pashriyad walk in, but the Pashriyad didn't see the Rav sitting there learning. And the Rav watched as he puts his lechem upon him into the Arna Kodesh, and he's thanking the Rabbani Shalom for the schus. And he's, he's crying and laughing and talking to Hashem and then in such a beautiful state, and the Rav realized that this is preposterous. He totally misunderstood my drasha. So he got up and he walked over to the Zid. He said, Sandy, this is not Lechem Aponim. Lechem Aponim was in the base of Mikdash. We don't have that. I was in the Mishkan. We don't have that. I don't know what's happening with the Chalas, but if you come and sit with me, I'll tell you one thing. The Rebbe not taking them out of the arm and eating them. He had no idea what to do with this piece of information. He knew. He knew for months that Hashem was accepting his karma. So he sat down with the rug in the back. And an hour later, the Gabai walked in. And the Gabai goes in. And he says, Thank you, Rabbi Shalom. And he takes these chalas. And he starts heading out the door. But this time, the rug cut him off. And he says, 
Where are you going with the chalas? He says, I'm give it to someone who needs chalas for Shabbos, the Kavit Shabbos. And the Ani Chavta was going on, the Pashir Chavta was going on, the Gabi Chavta was going on, and the Rav said, you guys are out of your mind, the Lechem HaPonim. As he's, they're busy catching their breath and figuring out what was happening and apologizing and thinking and a message arrived from that reason. It said, it's a message for the Rav. It said, go home, say goodbye to your family because tomorrow you're no longer going to be in this world. ran straight to the Rizal's house, shaking, white as a ghost. The Rizal sends you a message like that. And he said, Rebbe, what did I do wrong? <sighs> the Rizal looks at the rub in the eye and he says, you don't understand. Do you know what you just took from the Rabbanishwala? Since the Bishamikdash was destroyed, since the Chorban bias, nothing gave this much nachas luach to the Rabbi Nishadam, like the lechem upon of this Portuguese yid. What do you think the Rabbi Nishadam wanted from you? You think he wanted you to clarify, to clarify what you meant when you said lechem aponim? What you meant when you said that you wish we could be mock of the lechem aponim? What do you think? You think that this guy needed to understand the parasha, or do you think he needed to understand that he was dedicating his heart and soul to the rebbeinu And he felt that kirvas aleikim that Hashem was accepting his his leave in nefesh. He said, Hashem has. The next day, the Rav passed away. Be'ezer Hashem, Be'ezer Hashem, very soon, we'll be zeichet to have the lechem upon him in the Mishkan. And that is going to come as a schus of us doing what we're supposed to be doing just because that's what we're supposed to do, because that's what the Bershlam wants from us. The way Betzalel built the Mishkan, not because that's what I feel makes sense. This is this this is logic to me. There's right and there's wrong, and that and, and that is purely dictated by the Ratzon Hashem. To be able to understand this and have the Kayach, the clarity, the strength, the, the, the determination to actually live by what we know is the Ratzon Hashem. Good job,